cut off my legs and call me Stumpy. The leaves have left the trees, the air is cool, and the sky is gray. I'm colder than a white walker chasing Ned Stark. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Why don't you light the fireplace and gather around to stay warm? Let Kev and I tickle your fancy. Sit back, relax, put your feet up. We're talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. You want to start podcasting or what? I suppose we could. What are we going to podcast about today, Randy? Well, I don't know, but I got a little story to tell you if you want to hear it. I always like your stories, you know that. It's not that great a one, but I'll tell it to you anyhow. <laughs> You're not really instilling me with any confidence here with this. No, it's a very, very good anecdote now. It's not a classic anecdote, is it? It's not a classic, no. Well, no, you see, the thing is, is I like to set the uh, bar low and then hopefully deliver a bit, you know, higher than Mm. the bar that I've set. So (laughs) here's the deal. Suffice to say, you have set the bar significantly low, so. Good, good. So then expectations are low. Anybody listening now, this is probably not going to be a really great story, Uh, (laughs) but I'll tell it to you anyhow. So as you know, Kevin, uh, I do a gig. It's actually one or two per year. Uh, with this terrific organization called uh, Kids of Note. Uh, and I'm part of the house band. And uh, it's super fun, and I, and I love it. And, and you've got you to be able to read music, which I can't, which is a whole other story right there. So I re- rely quite heavily on my ear. But that's not the story. The story is, is it, this, this all happens in a church. And in the middle of rehearsal, we had a rehearsal today. I needed to use the little guitar player's room. <laughs> so... You know, there's a little lull. And so I get up and I go and I use the pastor's toilet. Now, so, okay, so I'm doing my business and I look down on the ground and there's a bug crawling there. It's one of those uh, maple bugs, we call them here, which uh, oh, yeah. are uh, box elders or whatever. I, I'm not a bug guy, Kev, so that's the best I can do. Me neither. <laughs> so, so, at, so I'm peeing and I see this bug and he's walking on the, on the floor uh, very, very near my foot. And I could crush him uh, at any time. So now I'm in a, a pastor's toilet, and I'm a, you know I'm a little bit of a you know a little bit of a religious fella, <laughs> as you as you all know. So here's my question to you: Do I squash that fucking maple bug into oblivion, or do I go as a man of the cloth would in peace, finish my business, and leave? What do I do? Well, are you asking me what should you do, or am I asking you? Are you asking me what I think you did? What did I do? That's what I'm. You asking. squashed it to death, hundred <laughs> percent. No question. No, you know what? I didn't. Not my fucking problem. <laughs> I told the bug to go fuck himself, and I went back out and I fucking finished rehearsals. <laughs> that pastor can deal with that bug on his own damn time. <laughs> what are you pest control? You're not pest control. I'm not getting paid for that shit. You're not getting paid for any of the shit you're doing in that building. Uh. They're horrible things, though, them, aren't they? Yeah, well, uh, so ugly, I don't know if, if anybody else, if they're if they're plagued uh, with them, but every once in a while here, in this part of the world, and it's generally when the season changes from fall to winter, Yeah, uh, those bugs, along with a lot of others, but that, in this particular year, those bugs are trying to get into our houses. Yeah. Uh, and almost nothing stops, and you got it. You got you to squash them. You gotta, yeah. You get, you're, if you have a, a window with a little crack, man, there'll be 50 of them in your house. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, I suppose I would have been doing that pastor a favor, but I I just thought I didn't. You know what though? Because we don't tend to get them in in my house, but we also have two cats. One of whom is ironically just a massive pussy and wouldn't would just fucking be terrified of him and run away and hide Eli. But then our our little hunter cat, a little mouser, she would definitely she goes around and she'll catch anything that's that shouldn't be in the house. So well trained cat, Kev. Oh yeah, you can definitely train a cat, can't you? Yeah. I assume you've you've heard of um you know the Eddie Azar sketch about when he's on about Pavlov's dog and you know the the lesser known experiments was his, was his cat experiments. But finally tonight, I want to talk about a guy called Pavlov, who was I, Eastern European, I think Russian, did the, the famous experiment Pavlov's dog. You probably heard it. He rang back, ringing bells and dog eating food response times, Pavlovian kind of response. It's all about ice cream and and um... <laughs> but you never heard his cat results, did you? You know, <laughs> if you published those, he would have just been finished. Pavlov's cat results. Day one, rang bell, cat fucked off. <laughs> Duh. Day two, rang bell, cat went and answered door. <laughs> Day three, rang bell, cat said he'd eaten earlier. Day four, went to ring bell on day four, but cat had stolen batteries. <laughs> Final day, day five. Went to ring bell with new batteries, but cat put his paw on bell, so it only made a thunk noise. <laughs> then cat rang his own bell. I ate food. <laughs> yeah, training a cat, that's kind of like pushing a chain, isn't it? 100%, yeah. It ain't going to work. <laughs> So what have you been up to work-wise? You been up to anything fun? Anything interesting? Have we got we've got badminton. What have we got? Shuttle cocks. What, what kind of what are we talking? No. What, well, so I was in uh, a little town called Prince Albert uh, this past weekend, and we shot some volleyball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of thinking going forward, I might just only work in towns that have some sort of, <laughs> you know, prince or queen or whatever. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, uh, I, it might limit my uh my work opportunities but i think i think i'm at the point in my career where i can i can do that you can pick and choose yeah well so yeah. what are we talking about so you got prince george prince rupert yeah. in bc you got prince yeah. albert here yeah regina because it's the queen city you can work regina Queens, yeah yeah i could do that one yeah and that pretty much really kind of just, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can make a petition to get winnipeg now renamed to yeah i don't know Princess yeah. Margaret or something. I don't fucking know. Sure. Yeah. You know, I like working there. But no, it was a it was a fine tournament, uh, Kevin. It was the uh <laughs> it was it was really just a just a hell of a just a hell of a thing. And uh and the winner's been decided and you know, <laughs> people jumped and it was great, you know, and we we packed the truck up and we headed the fuck home. I believe that there's a we were you know, looking at the scouting, the uh the, the prospective teams, the prospective winners of this tournament. I'd identified that there's 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 a one of those teams has got a very tall girl who stands at the front near the net and jumps quite a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And similarly, one of the other teams has a very tall player who does you know quite a similar job on the other side of the net. Yes, yeah, well, lots a lot of, of jumping. leaping. Oh, and hey, well, here's something uh, that's maybe of slight interest, and I say slight. And this was this was uh, grade twelve boys. Uh, so here's I don't know if you knew this about about volleyball, but every single point that they score uncontrollable cheering everybody like fucking flips out yeah. every single point <laughs> and uh you know the games go to 25 
That's a lot of shouting. And, and, and the other, the other, te- the other team might get twenty-four before they win. So there's lots of hollering. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So in your ears, because you're in headphones. As a sound guy, it's uh, it's a little fucking annoying. I'd like to just go out there and just holler, just keep it the fuck down. But you know, between that and the screechy gym shoes on the on the floor, it was just whatever. You're you, you starting you start to come across as a bit of a whiner, Randy. I, I got to say it, man. I got to say it. <laughs> all this sports ball, you really, really don't like it at all. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to say this once. And then who knows if I'm being genuine. But uh, it's, you know, hey, I like my work. I got a, I got a good job. I work for myself. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, more sports ball, basically, Kev. Sports go sports. All righty. Well, let's... um. Let's talk a bit of Queen, Randy, because that's quite. Oh, I should know, but although talking sports ball before we do that quickly, yes, please. I died bald tonight. Ooh, I, that's right. Quite always, a good, I had quite a good evening. I always forget that you're an elite athlete. Um, <laughs> yeah, bowling, you know, top top end of the athletic spectrum, bowling up there with darts, you know, <laughs> and curling. Oh fuck, man! The, so yeah, the team we bowled against tonight was the team that's got the. Uh, um, oh, what's the guy's name from Kingpin? Uh, Ernie, Big Ern McCracken. Oh yeah, this guy whose hair just just fucking goes. And he has it all combed back at the start of the evening, and the hotter he gets, and the longer the games go, it just goes. It just fucking takes on a life of its own and quiffs up, and it's fucking hilarious. But I, I shot uncle one seventy six, one ninety seven, and then a one forty two or something to finish. So I was above average, you know. I'm all right. It was pretty good. Yeah, hey, that's not too bad to me. I I forget what a perfect game even is. So what is it, 300? Well, a perfect game is 450. But... 450. So you <laughs> yeah. did what? What was your best? 190? 197, yeah. yeah not bad see? for an amateur. It's not bad for an amateur. Yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. Just imagine how good you'll get just right before you die. It'll be amazing. I'll be amazing. I mean, I'll probably get 220 or something, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that would probably happen if I gave a shit and actually bothered trying to improve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mainly go for the pizza these days because the pizza at the bowling alley is fucking fantastic. If you've ever been out there, it's, it's, and I'm seriously, brilliant pizza. Well, which which bowling alley? Well, this one's um, the one on the west side over Fairhaven. Yeah. Ah, copy that. Okay, well, last week, Randy, we talked about, I mean, as far as anyone's really concerned, the top-tier Queen song. We both championed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the polls, do you remember what you guessed? Because you remembered I, your vote last time. I think, did I not say 95.5 this time? You went 95.5 and I went 90.10 because I said that I think there probably might be some, you know, some dickheads and some arseholes who are going to go and ruin everything. Um, but you guessed 95.5. What was the poll result, Randy? Uh, it was 96.6 to 3.4. So this sort of looks like I might have uh, might have clinched this one again. Yeah, you're on a roll. Is that three or four now? I think it might be four now. It's definitely three. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They're starting to feel a little hollow. <laughs> you know, I wanted it so bad. And now I've got it. I've just, I'm just, I'm hungry for more, Kev. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd probably win again this week, you know. <laughs> but um, the, on Facebook, it was 29 to zero. Um, so 100% champion on Facebook. So overall, our vote was 97.4 champion to 2.6. Bites the dust, which is... I think appropriate. I think because Stone Cold Crazy is just a defining Queen song. So, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine any other song doing too much better than that. So we, uh, should we go read some social media? Well, I think we should, and and I think that actually in this particular case that we should get you to start here with Richard Hearn. No, 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 no. It, it specifically oh, says no. one for Randy to read. Off you go. 
Well, then I'm just going to read them. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, I can't do all the math in my head while I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Hearn says, one for Randy to read. Faster than S-H-A, a riff as catchy as K-Y-A. Short and sweet like L-O-T-V. Aggressive like G-T-P. <laughs> Humorous like L-O-A-S-A. S-C-C is the D-B. <laughs> this is the The last one's not a Queen song. It stands for Dogs Bullocks Champion. Very nice, Richard. I, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I do realize S-C-C is Stone Cold Crazy. And if I sat and really thought about the rest of them, uh, I'd probably figure some of them out. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lily oh, of the Valley. work at all. <laughs> Lily of the Valley. Keep yourself alive. Now, GTP, that one's a, that's like a bit of deeper cut, but that's give, it, give me the prize. Okay. See, I would not have gotten that. And L-O-A-S-A is an older use. Is that L-O-A-S-A? Oh, S-H-A is Sheer Heart Attack. Oh, right. And L-O-A-S-A is a song that you know, and I'm think we've actually done it oh fucking fuck what is it then lazing lazing on sunny afternoon okay yeah. okay well thanks richard for you know making me do my homework <laughs> uh, uh and lisa malloy says it's also been featured in two movies cruella and encino man also known as california man that's yeah encino man that's going back hey yeah that's brendan fraser before he yeah. became you know the massive yeah, it's 90s, hey? Oh, God, yeah. Way, way back. But I don't know if you've... Have you seen Cruella? Have mm-hmm. you seen that movie? Fantastic movie. I would argue, I think it might be my favorite Origins movie of all time. Hmm. It's not flawless, but it's a lot of fun, and the soundtrack in it is fantastic. Hmm. Queen Rocks Australia says, I can hear that swing, Kev. It's like there's a subtle shuffle in there. Lap pods will tell you, Queen invented thrash. Nothing wrong with Metallica doing it straight. It's what they do. It's just not as good. Being so short, this tune is always worth a Nick Croft's listen. So that was uh, Nick Cross was the guy who suggested that we listen through again after we've uh, kind of wandered through the song. So thanks a bunch there, Jace. Uh, Paul Bradbury says, I clearly remember hearing this for the first time on the vinyl copy of Sheer Heart Attack I bought at a market in Warwickshire in 1994. I was 11 or 12. I took it home, spun the record, and was blown away. Stone Cold champion. Then we got uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin there. Oh, hell yeah. Getting lots of, uh, lots of memes of old Stone Cold Austin here, yeah. Well, you got, I would, you know, probably where he gets his name from, I would guess. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. Alice's dad, Barry John Williams, says, What the term Stone Cold Champion was made for. Queen? Ain't that the pop group that think they're a rock, rock group? Not a bit of it. Queen can rock with the best of them. Also, fuck Metallica. And anyone <laughs> who says their version is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think yeah. I think we're most of us are on the same page with that whole business there. I did, uh, I, did and, like the, uh, I did I did like the hashtag though. WTF is Lars Ulrich? Because oh, oh, you know, fuck is Lars Ulrich? What, what the fuck is? I mean, it should be who, but I know it still <laughs> made me laugh so hard. Uh, and Blagpie says, "Stone Cold Crazy Champ." Back when Queen would do something utterly amazing once and never go back to it. This is the stuff I yearn for them to try and repeat, rather than the cut and paste jobs of years later. The only song I ever wonder how it would sounded if Rog sang it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Rog would kick the hell out of it. I wonder if he ever did. I should have a quick look here. I wonder if it, whether he ever did that live on his own. Mm. He did not do Stone Cold Crazy on his own. So, no, there we go. We'll have to keep wondering. 
Lynn Davidson, that Lily Rice says, it's one of those tunes you put on when someone thinks Queen is nothing but we are the champions. In your face, motherfucker. And David A. Wilson says, God, I wish they'd made a few more like this instead of one every now and again. I'm looking at you dead on time. Uh, these tight little punky songs were amazing and always stood out as lovely little outliers. An album full of these, and they could have been as big as some 41. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> atrocious band. Reach right, for the I've stars, a, Queen. We reach for the stars. I got a horrible feeling that some 41 are Canadian too, aren't they? Well, they could be. They are from, yes, they're from Ontario, Canada. So there you go. Oh, okay, LA. They're not that fucking bad then. Sorry, world. Sorry. They're all right. We gave you some 41 on Nickelback, and for that, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin Bieber. Uh, Dizzy Miss Chrissy says, a fucking champion. There is no other answer. Not long enough, but short enough to, well, I'll leave it there. No dust here, folks. I like it when Queen is hard. So hard. I was getting a bit, uh, getting a bit raunchy there. Yeah, a little bit little phallic feeling. Rob Marr says, favorite song on my fave Queen album. I always think of it on the soundtrack to a Paul Newman film set in the 1920s for some reason. Bring back Leroy Brown being played on the piano in the frontier in a frontier bar. Stone Cold Champion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, that was Macho Man, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Macho Man. <laughs> Elizabeth, I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> uh, Paul Walboyoff says, slightly torn on Champ or Dust, but gone champion. A song ahead of its time showing early on the variety of music produced by the band. Many bands and singers since, such as George Michael, Metallica, Foo Fighters, Extreme, have said Queen were an influence. So diverse their music. Ain't that true, hey? I mean, you look at, there's not, there's not a ton of like modern rock bands who don't at least recognize Queen as being, you know, if not one of their influences, one of the big influences. Yeah. Um, Fit Life Photography at Ruddy Rutherford says, this song is why Queen were my gateway into metal. Uh, Stone Cold Crazy is more than just a Queen classic. It's an important step in the formation of a whole genre of music. I can't love this song enough. I pity those who only know Queen by their greatest hits alone. Uh, and one of our pals, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, who very kindly was um, talking about your music on this week's episode, Randy. Um, I was, really, yes. I really, I don't think he's commented yet, but I'm really curious what he thinks of this song. Cause he, he's Sean's into, you know, a little bit more metal, certainly more metal than I am. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what he, what he thinks of this, this early sort of proto thrash thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Hatton said, if you want to see me vote this a champion, give me a hell. Yeah. This <laughs> is this son of a bitch is rocking, socking, thrashing, trashing, slobber knocker of a champion. <laughs> and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so. And then he's got that wrestler weirdo there pouring something down his throat. Uh, Steve Ursel says, you guys nailed it. Agree with everything you said. Wow. That's so nice, Kev. Oh, I feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Roger literally, Roger literally smashes it on this song. Brian plays like an absolute demon 
and Freddie gives it the sneering swagger it deserves. I love the lyrics. They are a throwaway, but so evocative. Timeless, classic, top-tier queen. I agree. And uh, just a, and a follow-up comment from an earlier post by Rob Marr. It says, P.S. How did Metallica take a proto-thrash song and make it less thrash? Then they do seem to chronically misunderstand the material they cover. See also, So What, Last Caress, Whiskey in the Jar at all. And I don't, obviously, I don't know a ton of Metallica. And I'm sure you don't know most of those songs, but have you heard their version of Whiskey in the Jar? Oh, yeah. Same thing. It just it sort of, I think when you take the role out of songs and sort of, it doesn't always work for me. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, it doesn't get much better than this. Fast and heavy guitar riff with pounding percussion and outrageous lyrics about some dude dreaming he's Al Capone with a rubber water gun. It's complete bonkers in the best way possible. It's easily in my top five Queen songs. Yeah, I bet you it's, I bet you it's in a lot of people's top five. I would, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, uh, me as well. Kyle Anderson says, if you chose Bites the Dust for the song, you are stone cold crazy. Uh, Kyle, you're not wrong. Uh, and Dieter at My Chameleon Day says, champion, play it effing loud. And then he's got the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it, this one goes to 11 uh, bit from the Spinal Tap. So, yes. Well, since, since my, my baby, baby, the same key though, I think. Well, since, since my, my baby, baby left me. If I'm going, since my baby left me. me. No, you can't hit that note. Mm. Since, my, mm. since my baby left me. Well, I well, found, found a new place to dwell. That's all right. Stone. Well, well, really think. Well, well, it sounds raga. You don't want to go raga. No, not with this, it don't. It well, does. Since my baby well, it sounds left fucking barbershop. Me. Well, don't, hey. Barbershop well, raga. Watch them, watch them. It's a new hybrid. Uh, oh, Heath McCoy, I think this might be one of the first comments he's left. So Heath is um, um, a regular on the and the podcast, will rock the Van Halen podcast. Um, a brilliant writer, fantastic guy, big DLR booster, big DLR fan, and not so much on the Sammy side. So me and him have a little bit, a bit of badinage back and forth. But all he's, he's just posted a simple little wrestling gif, and I think, I'm not too sure who that wrestler is, but it says, the lexicon of a champion. I forgot the fucking word! Nice. So basically what you're trying to say is he has the whole Van Halen thing sorted out and he knows the proper rightful heir to the singing. He, he, he's a, he's yeah. a great guy. And, um, you know, I, you know, we don't agree on the, on the Dave Sammy thing all the way down the line and neither do me and you either. Um, yeah. But I, I'll yeah. God, go to bat for Heath any day of the week because he's, he's a sound guy. That's good. Well, he's right is all I'm trying to say. So Andy <laughs> Hall of Andy Hall Radio says, without question, proto-thrash on full display with this ripper. One which would begin to touch its potential around 1974 and 75 and never looked back once it reached the pinnacle of bow rap champion all day, every day. Uh, and yeah, I'll do this one real quick here. Alex small stone cold champion. Anyone else, uh, add the F word at the moment. Hetfield did the FM tribute, uh, concert here. Come here. Come deputy. You're going to fucking get at me. Got to fucking get me up, get up and run. I'm not sure I'm the only one. Huh? I don't yeah. know what the fuck he's talking there about. Well, because in yeah, in the Metallica version, they change the lyrics and they add the, they add fucking in, just because it's oh. Metallica and, and you know that's that's very cool and it's not childish at all to just add the word fucking in for no particular reason. I don't know. It just yeah. kind of I, that just kind of irritates me a little bit. I don't. I just just doesn't need it. Right. Right. Jim C at Curtis Sparkles. Now this is fucking Queen. Play it loud and often, far and wide. Anyone who downvotes this needs a paddling. It's seventies Queen. No more needs saying. 
And then we've got the who's the character's old man? What's his name? The Simpsons character, the other Simpsons guy, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know his name. Yeah, the old guy who says that's a paddling. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Looking out the window, that's a paddling. Staring at my sandals, that's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. Um, and Paul H. Patchkit says, Champion all day long, always loved Thrashy Queen. This and the even earlier release, Modern Times Rock and Roll, blasting out my shitty cassette player. Lovely stuff. Lisa Malloy says, I've used the phrase Stone Cold Champion before when I've commented here about other banging songs you've reviewed. Never is it more apt. This time when I voted, it is a Stone Cold motherfucking champion. See, fuck, just <laughs> motherfucking champion. And uh, uh, Darren Helliwell says, Champion, a great song, rocks like a mother. So much energy, the guitar solo is immense. Uh, uh, thanks, Darren. And I did insert periods for you so that I could make sense of that. <laughs> well, someone you never have to insert um, gra- uh, punctuation or, or make grammar corrections is Ian Winnick. Um, John Lewis Julie says, a champion all the way and an important ingredient in the madly eclectic cocktail of genres that is sheer heart attack. Personally, I don't think it would have sounded out of place on Queen One. Put it on the second side instead of Jesus. Who'd miss that? You can read minds. <gasps> He's besmirching the Lord and Savior of, uh, oh. well, some people, I assume. Not, I don't think me. Ian, what's your problem with Jesus? <laughs> poor Max, the poor little Mexican kid. Um, Brian Crozier says, mind-bending greatness. As you said, Kev, the fact it sits between the songs it does on the album says so much about Queen. Nobody did it better. Champion or die. And uh, Ladden, uh, it's super champion. In love with the song. Yeah, you're right. Great song. Dominic Pierce, absolute classic. I love the song. Short and sweet, just the way it should be. Sorry to hark back to the miracle, but that had a live version of Stone Cold Crazy from the Rainbow on the B-side of mm. the 7-inch. Needless to say, I had played that a lot more than Miracle <laughs> Champion. Yeah, I forgot about that. I have to go back and listen to that one again. Uh, Matt Greenham, verified, not American. Um, which I think was when we were talking about Matt Greenham. Yeah, I think that I might think, be a reference to that. So. I think maybe we scarred poor Matt. I'm so sorry, Matt. Um, says, love it. Growing up in the 80s, it was always one of my go-to. Ah, so you don't like Queen, eh? Well, listen to this, tracks. As for the abrupt stop and into Dear Friends, it's like waking up from a fever dream. That's <laughs> a, a good way of putting it. Um, Michael Green says, it's crushing. And Aaron Mullen says, I'm betting no one else has gone with Stone Cold Champion. So that's mine. Um, big smile. Metal, when there wasn't any. And still as fresh and fierce as ever. Metallica can go fuck themselves for even daring to cover this masterpiece. <laughs> and then we'll finish up there with Lynn at Chris Van Six says, of course, it's champion. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't get, I thought we had one. Well, I think um, Paul Walbeoff was said he wasn't 100% sure which way he was going to vote, which surprised me a little bit but we didn't get any other sort of comments on you know the, the three people i think it was who downvoted it didn't tell us why or didn't give us any sort of rationale so yeah yeah so let's go and have a quick look on the old book of faces mr woods yes sir paul roberts says absolute banger if only the rest of the catalog could have followed hmm. richard stott says another champion 
much like last week, it's pretty much indisputable. Uh, when you were talking about when you first heard the song, it occurred to me that the first time I heard it was during Extreme's Queen Medley during the live broadcast of the FM Tribute Concert back in 1992. Then again later the same night by Queen, Tony Iommi, and James Hetfield. By that point in my Queen education, 10 years old, and had only been a big fan since the previous November, I hadn't got as far back as She Heart Attack, so I didn't hear the original mm. uh, for a fair while after that. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so the first time you heard it wasn't the original, uh, yeah, interesting. It's interesting, yeah, I mean, and I remember at the Queen, con- the, you know, the, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, and again, just, I just wasn't a Metallica fan, but I thought, just singing it, I thought Hetfield did just fine, right? But it's just, again, it's, it's more the instrumentation side of the, that cover that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Melissa Chioka says, 100% champion. My only complaint about this track is that it causes me to involuntarily headbang, inevitably resulting in whiplash, which then reminds me of how much an, of an old fart I am. Hey, you and me both. I remember the first time I ever headbanged at a concert. I couldn't move my head, like neck, shoulders were fucked for like a week. Um, says, P.S. Saw my first and last Kiss concert in Montreal over the weekend. Paul Stanley did all of the talking and had all of the moves. Here's a little clip for your enjoyment. Man, I hope my body looks that banging in spandex at 71. Look, I'll just say this, Melissa. Like, If your body looks like uh, Paul Stanley's at 71, I'd, I'd probably... I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you'll probably keep the body you've got. I'm assuming, I'm assuming she's meaning like the female version. The female that. version. <laughs> uh, Alan Dudney says, champion, of course, never grown tired of it. They blow the roof off with this and then followed up with a lullaby, Dear Friends. Three albums in, and you're thinking, is there anything these guys can't do? Great show again. Bring back the question at the end. Ah, Yeah. Oh, that's great, Alan, except you're not the one who has to answer those ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculousness. Sarah Chapman says, champion, I try and sing along, but I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, it's so bloody quick. And you know what? We'll see if we're flagging. You know, if you if you're if your end of the conversation is flagging by the end of the episode, then maybe I'll right. throw a question at you. So there's your incentive to not you know not be boring. I guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Quite so. PJ Davis says, uh, "Stone Cold Champion." You know, if you don't move to this song, I think you need an Undertaker. In brackets, not the wrestler. So, hmm. and I I'd, I'd posted a, a gift and response. That's Paul Bearer. So that was the Undertaker's manager. And I always think that Paul Bearer is the best name in pro wrestling of all time. It's a, such a brilliant pun. I love it. Uh, Michelle Stagman Curlander says, sent my brilliant Ivy League college co-ed granddaughter a tape of both versions. Not even close, she said, and she had compared them before. Much prefers the aggressive in-your-face version by Metallica. <laughs> And then she says, oh, well, like, oh, my Lord. I mean, some some queen therapy, I think, is uh, is necessary there. Yes. Nick Crofts, the illustrious Nick Crofts. Cracking track. Amazing to listen to over and over. I remember the late 80s, early 90s. It was very daggy to like Queen. All my mates liked heavy metal, ACDC, Metallica, Iron Maiden, GNR, etc., when Metallica did the cover, my mates were like, Metallica have this kick our song called Stone Cold Crazy. Proudest punch moment to tell them? It was actually a Queen cover. No way was the response. <laughs> yes, fucking way was my comeback and was able to play the original and the best version. Yeah, Nick, you're not wrong. So have you ever come across, do you know that expression, daggy? I'm, I'm going to guess that you've probably never heard that one. No, but it probably seems like it's dodgy. 
uh, well, sort of means more unfashionable. It's like if it's like uncool. So it's an Australian and New Zealand term um, that sort of kind of I think it made its way into 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 England like because I knew exactly what Daggy meant. So yeah, mm. well, just just a bit of education there. You know, if you're not laughing, you're learning, as we always say on this podcast. That's always right. say that. We're always saying that, and really, I appreciate you you educating me. <laughs> Serena Shemeka says, "Love this banging track. Definitely one that you play at full volume. Crazy, stone cold crazy." And then many, <laughs> what what do you call the finger or the horns? The the devil horns. horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's rocking. Suzanne Morris just posted a gif of a young lady saying, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." So yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Mary McCutch, maybe a first time commenter, Randy. I'm not too sure. Says definitely a champion. Love this song. Joe Fuller says, Will they let me go to hell? Years ago, many American children were served 15 or so main meals. Over time, we liked all of them, but we had our rankings. This song reminds me of chicken soup with rice, ranked number 13 or so. Excellent song, just not reaching the tip top of the mountain. Thank you, men, for this podcast, Forever Champion. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. Um, and I had asked him what his favorite three meals were. And his mm. top three, Randy, were deer and venison that his father hunted and brought home, fried breaded fish that they caught, mm. and then stuffed green bell peppers cooked in red sauce. And I believe that they hunted the red sauce and also um, slaughtered their own peppers. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Can live, live with the land. Eh? That's what I always say. I was just going to mention, Kev, I actually have a few stuffed uh, green peppers just kind of running around the backyard here now. I mean, yeah. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe I'll. <laughs> maybe I'll... <laughs> Send the dog out after him. Get him. He'll round them up tomorrow, and you know. <laughs> Remember, you've got to you've got to cook them in boiling water while they're still alive. That's the thing with, with the stuffed peppers. You know, it's cruel, really... but it's the only way to do them. I know, but that's yeah. If you do it any other way, it just kind of spoils the meat. <laughs> Mary, Mary Cam says, "Absolute champion, love, love, love." Well, there you go. That's the uh, that's the socials for this week, Randy. Um, why don't we spin this wheel? Because we have a, we have a wheel with 104 Queen songs loaded onto it, mm-hmm. um, and then we've also got a, we've got a different wheels with different sets of songs. But the main catalogs on this one wheel. Is there anything at all that you've been thinking about as you've been waiting for this episode this week? Is there anything you think, man? Geez, I really wish I could listen to this with my my old pal Kev there. What do you think? Well, you know, after I had that little scuffle in the bar with that derelict guy that was <laughs> harassing me there on sunday oh yeah 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 right away i was thinking man you know what i'd like to hear as like after the police had hauled the, the mm-hmm. degenerate away and he'd been taken you know if, you know scared my wife uh <laughs> what i was thinking is i'd really like to hear is uh ogre battle from queen two now you don't know that song do you no but it's got a nice title Got a nice title. It's got a great riff in it. Um, well, I'm going to go to. I'm going to. I want to like another album that we haven't had very much from. Um, the works. We just haven't been to the works. Um, I think we've only done one. I think right. I think we've done. Um, is this the world we created? Is the only one we got. So I'd like to go back yeah. to that one, and I kind of want to listen to "It's a Hard Life." So we've got um, Queen Two, and we got the works. So we got some seventies and some eighties. I think most of the listening people, Randy, would be a little bit happier with the Queen too than than, than the works. But you know, I think people will be okay with the works as well. See, I'm just looking at the works, and uh, of course, I don't know all these songs. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's memory, but look like some fucking good ones on that album, man. 
There's some bangers on there. I mean, some big hits. I mean, you know, yeah, Roger's, yeah. Roger's biggest song, Radio Gaga, is on that one. Um, you've yeah. got It's a Hard Life, did pretty well in the charts. I Want to Break Free, Hammer to Fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some, there's some greatest hits on there. But you know what? It's not up to us. Unfortunately, the fickle wheel of fuckery is the one that chooses what song we're going to listen to. So shall we uh, ignite its passion and see what it uh, splooges out? That was gross, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a little gross. And yes. <laughs> Launch it, Kev. Launch it. It's starting to get a little bit smaller. Now. I mean, we're, not, we're still not under 100 songs yet, but it's, it's thinning out a little. Oh, we just went past Ogabaddle. Look at that. And we're getting... <laughs> well, there we go, then. Now, That's brilliant. That We were just talking about this on our social media. What song are we listening to, Randy? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. From uh, Queen. So, Ian Winnick, I don't know if you want to tune out now, mate, and sort of give it, you know, we're usually about half an hour discussing this, and then maybe if you want to skip the song and come back at the end, you can you yeah. know, rejoin us, I don't know. Catch you on next week's episode. Catch you on next week's episode. <laughs> this is the point in the podcast where Randy and Kevin open various browser tabs and frantically Google various facts and miscellany in order to sound knowledgeable and well-researched. In the interest of time, this has been condensed into a short, but we think pithy, announcement. Goodbye. All right, Kev. So we have uh, Jesus, written by our good friend, Mr. Freddie Mercury, at around three minutes and 44 seconds, possibly depending on whether they put a few seconds at the end or at the start of whatever YouTube video you're watching. But that's not important right now, Kevin. We have uh, Fred singing it on the piano, Brian May doing some, you know, guitars and vocals. Uh, John Deacon, guy, we've heard about that guy. He plays some bass. Uh, And of course, Mr. Taylor banging on the tubs and singing some vocals recorded in 1972 between June and November at Trident studios in London. So, uh, what I found, uh, the most interesting from this little write up, uh, here from queen, all the songs is that uh, Freddie's parents were into, or, or were Zoroastrians. Zo- which, Zo- uh, Zoroastrian. Zoro. Okay. Yeah. Freddie's parents were Zoroastrians. My good friend just corrected me. I had said it wrong. It just looks to me like it should be Zoroastrians. Uh, but I'm a simple Canadian. Uh, my point being is that uh, they preach the duality between light and darkness, good and evil, bringing up the, uh, uh, the, the, the conceptual album, the second album, which has the side white and side black. Uh, interesting. I did not know that. I did know that Freddie, of course, was not, uh, yeah. uh, had a, you know, he had a, was born. I can't even, I'm not even attempt to say his name, uh, but, uh, from Iranian parents. So yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I think at this point it behooves us Randy to, or it behooves me at least to give you some, some Zoroastrianism facts, you know, well, I'd expect, we don't get to talk uh, you know, religion very often. Yeah. And since you've corrected me on the pronunciation, I would just hope that you are, uh, smart enough to read whatever page that you've brought up there to to the audience oh, no this i'm not reading this this is just all in the kev's old oh this old is brain just oh, oh, oh yeah it's just there yeah i mean i mean when, when i when you listen to the words <laughs> i'm about to speak you'll know that it's definitely me and not wikipedia right right yeah so it, it, it's um based on the teachings of the iranian speaking prophet zoroaster 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 i said that too zoroaster. Many times, um and it's credited to being the origin of sort of being between the 15th and between the 15th and 6th century bce 
So predates Christianity by and, and even Judaism by by a fair bit, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it has a dualistic cosmology of good and evil within the framework of a monotheistic ontology and an eschatology which predicts the ultimate conquest of evil by good. So Arsenism exalts an uncreated and benevolent deity of wisdom known as Ahura Mazda. Oh, I wonder if that's where the vehicles get the name, uh, which means Lord of Wisdom as its supreme being. Historically, the u- unique features uh, include monotheism, messianism, belief in free will, and judgment after death. Conception of heaven, hell, angels, and demons, among other concepts, may have influenced other religious and philosophical systems, including the Abrahamic religions and agnosticism. Almost as if sort of the Jews and Christians hmm. maybe have sort of borrowed some of their... Their, oh, you know, their their mythology what? on from other places. One could one could maybe posit what? Oh wow! I mean, that I'm doesn't seem that, I'm just, that I'm just, doesn't I'm seem like religion. They would never do that. <laughs> so, Randy, do you? Yes, I'm, I'm assuming that you don't know this song. I do not know this song, Kevin. Yeah, I am aware of Jesus, uh, but not his song. So this is the fourth, I think, right? Fourth song we've done from um, the first album. I believe okay. we did the first three songs. I think we've done on. On the on that first record, yeah. So we did "Keep Yourself Alive," "Doing All Right," and "Great King Rap." So this song is basically the last song with lyrics on the album because the last song on Queen One is the instrumental version of Seventies of Rye. So it sort of closes out. It's one of the closes out of the album. So, and it comes on the side because "Liar" uh, on side one, which opens side one, is also concerned with there's, there's a big sort of religious element to "Liar" as well. So they sort of they they sort of dovetail and bookend a little bit. So, and man, as a kid, I mean, I used. I mean, I'm not a, you know, again, we've talked lots about neither of us are particularly enamored of religion. Um, not as bothered about people who have faith. I think that's all fine and well, but religion itself, neither of us are big fans of. This song is just, it's more sort of bio- biographical about a person rather than being any sort of Freddie Espos in any sort of belief system or trying to say he loves Jesus, you know. So all that to say, I'm just setting you up to think, don't don't get, you know, don't get expectations that you're going to hate this song at the gate just because of the the title of it. That's all I'm saying, Randy. So does it open with a church organ, or does it close oh, I mean, with a church organ? It most certainly does not. It neither. Neither. Oh, what? Hmm. It opens, as all good Queen songs do, with a little bit of guitar. Then I saw him in the crowd. A lot of people had gathered round him. The beggar shouted, the lepers called him. The old man said nothing, he just stared about him. Sounds big, hey? It's got that big 70s, like, you know, it's very epic, and they're going for epic here very clearly, right? It's very deliberately trying to build this big, you know, mam- mammoth thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, debut album, why not? A bit of, bit of epicness is, you know, it's okay out of the gate. Might be the only album they record, so they got to fucking go for it. For his feet he fell Unclean so the leper rang his bell Felt the palm of a hand touch his head Go now, go now, you're a new man instead oh. What's that? There's some, it's called something like, dun, 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 dun. It's like a, like a funeral dirge or, But I think, there's a, I think there is like a specific name for it, a musical term for that When you, when you play that way, which I, I just won't come to my head uh, Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, if there is, I, I'm not aware of it But yeah yeah, there, there could be. There probably is. It's all. It's almost like a New Orleans-y 
Louisiana, you know what I mean? Like that deep South kind of when they do the, you could imagine like the, the, the painted leader of the funeral procession. And because it's got that imagery to me always. All right. One thing I will say that on this one is that, you know, as sort of big and bombastic as the drums were on, you know, keep yourself alive. All, all the, sort of, the songs certainly that we've heard from this record and, and most of the songs of this record, they're really quite subdued on this. You know, Roger's kick is quite low in the mix. The snare's similarly mixed a little bit lower. Deaky's bass isn't really screaming yeah, was, out. You know, it's... I was just actively listening to the bottom end and I really couldn't yeah. hear him show was actually really trying to hear what the kick drum is doing uh and you know like the 70s right this what year was this? i said 72 sorry so 72 yeah was was when but, everything was recorded so, it was it almost ended up being released in 73 sure but yeah my, my point being is that uh the drums are very dry too not super huge sounding you know yeah uh it's it's it definitely sounds of its era that's for sure and you're right yeah not quite not quite as not quite as big and bombastic as we know Queen can certainly be, right? Yeah. We think about, you know, I think had this been released, you know, or this been considered for like Queen 2 or something, then I think it would have got a bigger treatment. You know, mm -hmm. it would it definitely would have sounded thicker and fuller. And it, you know, that that bass that Deke's playing, whatever it is he's playing, like you said, he can't really hear it. Um, I think would have been a bit more pronounced. Yeah. That bit's, again, we've talked a little bit about, you know, Black Sabbath influence in Brian May. That's got a very, that solo, that little section there has a very Iomi feel to it to me as well. Does it? Hmm. Yeah, to me it does. It's got, because it's sure. simple and he's not playing yeah. a ton and no. it's dark and it's got that sort of that brooding quality to it that Iomi was a, a master at doing. Right, right. Yeah. You don't hear that, no? No, no, but, okay. but, but I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm maybe not quite as familiar with, 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 uh, what did I call him earlier? By mistake, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Iommi. Iommi. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his brother who wasn't quite as good a guitar player. Tommy Iommi. <laughs> they just kept him up in the attic. Yeah. No, no, Tommy, you don't know. Tony's yeah. out playing. You just fucking stay there. You just <laughs> Tommy wants to play my metal. <laughs> but we were reading the um you know, I think yeah, because of the you know the red special, the way it sounds, and some of the the tonal quality of the song, that many early followers of Queen viewed the band as something of a psychedelic rock band. Which I don't know. I necessarily get that from this song, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, apart from I mean the, that massive reverb on Brian's guitar, I suppose is sort of a little bit more indicative of that kind of style. But yeah, 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 maybe not either. I mean, I I mean, first of all, I always think of '60s for with psychedelic, and I think yeah. 
you know, like crimson and clover or so. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm thinking yeah. of. What that's not maybe the, the best example, but well, Janis Joplin and fucking well, yeah, like a Hendrix, you know, yeah, and Hendrix, pedals and you know, dropping acid and stuff. But yeah, you know, probably drop acid and listen to Jesus and oof. Maybe, Randy, you would even find him. New New Testament, and then the next thing you know, you're fucking... (laughs) Okay, let's not make this into a religion podcast. For fuck's sake, (laughs) Kevin, play it. So I'm just going to pause it there quickly, Randy, too, that, you know, we talk on this podcast quite often that we do watch, you know, either the official video or the lyric video. And on the lyric video, quite often there are images of the band. And I love looking at when Freddie was really, really young. He's just got such a fuck you attitude. You know, yeah. every photo he seems to be challenging the camera to sort of, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, I just always find that super cool. And Roger Taylor looks like, I mean, in this photo here that we're looking at, I mean, he looks like a, let's not mince our words, he looks like a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. So, he looks like a very yeah. pretty little girl. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looks like he's, like, working at Burger King. Eh? No fries with that shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, just drive through and we'll bring your food out to you. <laughs> going to be a big drummer one day. Yeah, go fuck yourself, give me my fucking coffee. <laughs> you went to all Brooklyn there. Yeah, give me my coffee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really great with the fucking accent. Turned into a bit of a jam here now, rather than being a, you know, a, a structured, cohesive song, right? Which is fine. I don't, I don't always mind that. But what do you think of it, Randy? Well, yeah, it's just is, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yes. It, sound, it sounds like the way you would play a different song live, perhaps. You know what I mean? Like this, this section is like, oh, you don't always necessarily put something like that on the album. Yeah. You know, unless yeah, you're it, Leonard it, Skinner and you put in a live album out and it's got a 28-minute version of one of their jam songs. but It did sound a bit uh, is it cacophonous. Is that the right word? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, it's busy. And I'm looking at the back here. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the back. I'm looking at the photo here uh, of the official video. And in the back, uh, Brian's got a wall of Vox <laughs> amps back there. Hey, mm, yes, and, please. And it, and it I'd like to have even one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, Anyhow, I'm drooling over guitars. (laughs) It all began with the three. 
So big, you know, I mean, uh, that's the best part of the song right there. Finally. <laughs> you like the oodle oodle? I was, yeah. Oodle, 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 oodle. Was, yes, finally. Fuck. Where were you, Brian? Fucking hell. <laughs> so heading obviously back into the, the main meat and potatoes of the song now. So we'll probably just do it out from here, maybe. Surely. Wise man, followed his star to them to Bethlehem, made it hurt throughout the land. Born was a leader of men, that's where I'm going I swear I could hear the engineer pushing up the 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 aux channel on the on the verb there at the very end. You know, explain that for people, Randy. Well, so yeah, so they're so the, yeah, so so they had had reverb running on the on all those uh, backing vocals, uh, and as they were trailing off, it's uh, you can you know you can there's there's a tail on the reverb, and it sounds it just sounds to me like I could really hear him pushing it up. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I, I yeah I could be wrong, but I don't think well, I am. But I mean back then. There was a limited set of tools that these that engineers had to get that kind of effect, right? So, oh, for sure. I mean, and this kind of stuff's done constantly now. Just instead yeah. of doing it, instead of doing it on a great big mixing board, and sometimes when you're doing these big final mixes on a on a song with uh, 24 tracks, you might have to have the engineer and the assistant engineer and maybe the fucking bass player, or whoever's in the room or whatever, to <laughs> move the faders up and down as the song is being printed, yeah. being laid back, is what the the term is. And so right there, it just seems to me I can hear, I can hear the move. So, yeah, you know, and you know, it's a little things like guitar solos, you know, they would might put it on the same channel as a guitar, but you don't want it the same volume. So when it comes up, someone's got to actually physically move it. Nowadays we use computers back then they used humans. And you know, a, a bloody good thing is it was too, because it provided, provided employment, Randy, for a good lot of people, you know, seriously, little one room studios now that most people work in. That's if you're paying anybody, if you're not doing it yourself. Yeah. It's literally one person, whereas in the old studios they would have, they had a guy just running the tape machine. They had a guy just running the, just running the console. You had a, yeah. a, you know, it was a huge, massive, massive undertaking. That's why albums used to cost so, so much to make. And uh, that's why we're at a time where music is virtually worthless. But hey, yeah, that could be a discussion for another day. Absolutely. Well, so we um, run this back and give it another listen through, Randy, so that you can hear it without me jabbering on and interrupting you and asking stupid questions. I'd like that very much, Kevin. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, again, just it's such a distinctive riff, it's always been glued in my brain. Jesus for you on a on a Tuesday night and he's pushing Randy he's he's pushing faders on my screen there folks he's he's did you he's yeah did you hear convinced. that could you hear let, that let rise up at the end let me fade it back I'll, I'll let me put it back and I'll listen I'll listen properly happen right there yeah so that's the wet sound being pushed up over the the dry that's is that the right term right wet over dry yeah 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 Cool. Well, yeah, there, there yeah, you go. There you go. Another song that Randy served for the first time, and I, again, it's one of the things that delights me about doing this podcast is that I get to see and hear my friend listen to these songs that I know really quite well for the very first time. Um, now, in terms of Votaroonies, let me see. Yeah, who went last week. time? I voted first last week. 
Okay. So Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. No, you voted first because you went 95-5 and then I had to go 90-10. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So, it's... All right, Kev. You need to vote first, Randy. Kev, do you have the balls to take on Jesus? Is this a champion? Or does this one bite the dust? I think this is another one... Another one of the the hardest ones for me to to decide. But I'm just I'm gonna go marginally and I'm gonna have to caveat the shit out of this one. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one bite the dust, yeah. How about you, Randy? Where does this one sit for you? Is it one of the champions? Does that oodle hoodler work for you? Do you like the sort of the gloomy, dirgy guitar riff? What say you? Does this one bite the dust or is it one of the champions? Yeah, I don't really feel like I have to uh I have to make too many apologies. Like, like it seems like maybe you do. Uh it's definitely this. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one bite the dust. Yeah. There was no question in my mind at all that you would downvote this. Not I mean, not for a second did I think that you would you would champion this one. And I think I know some of the reasons why, but I, I will say, I mean, I absolutely love the riff that down, down. I've always loved that. I think it's just it sounds really badass and doomy and very very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But then it's it, when it lifts to the chorus, it just suffers a bit from being a little bit sort of oh, it just kind of gets a bit limp and a bit weak sauce in that section, and it's quite repetitive. Um, and I think it's a great early vocal. It's, it's a great example of Freddie not sounding on Bohemian Rhapsody four years later like he sounded on his first record in '72 because his voice matured and definitely grew, and he, he learned how to use that instrument, you know, better. But I still love that. Like, again, I really like that early vocal on this one, just because it, it's, you know, it's raw and it's new and everything else. But, you know, I've got a few other comments, but generally, what are your feelings about the song? Yeah, so I, I saw that. So I guess, really, that's I, I like that you framed it that way, my feelings about the song. So I'm just speaking about the song, because I think it's well-established that, you know, Queen as a band, you know, I love. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like as much of a song there. And yeah, that bump, 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 uh, whatever the fuck over there goes. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Um, the chorus, like, you know, even like even simple things they could have done, like maybe that first chorus, maybe they should have halved it. Right. And, and moved on quicker to the, to the second, because it, it, it just, it just drags a bit. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like there's a much of a song there. Do you know what I mean? Of course. I mean, of course there is a song there, but. Yeah, to, to my ear, it's not much of a song. It could have been arranged a bit better, produced a bit better. I don't really like the the B section, like the solo section. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Uh, Brian plays a couple of nice little face melters at the end there, which are really nice and tidy. Uh, you know, and then production wise, I mean, you know, it just sounds like of the era. It, it sounds fine. I mean, I have no idea what kind of money these guys are dealing with at this point. If you know what kind of budget budgets they had i mean yeah they were were in off hours in the studio right they're they're coming yeah fucking one o'clock in the morning and even even for this album hey yeah well this is the first album right so yeah oh this is the first album apologies i thought it was the second second album yeah my my bad um so yeah i mean you know is it the worst thing i've ever heard nah i mean you know of course not there's you know is there some nice bits and i mean roger roger's got some nice he's got some nice fills in there and, and and Freddie can sing the phone book. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing to do with the players. Yeah. I think, I think they just sound like budding songwriters, you know, just learning how to write, learning how to write better songs. And, and this just isn't, you know, one of them that connects for me. And I, yeah. I can see how it would definitely connect uh, with some people. The, uh, I would say the chorus itself, although if it was, be nice if it was shorter, does 
it does have a nice it feels nice it sounds nice um but yeah just not enough uh just not enough meat on those fucking potatoes kev yeah it's almost like he said i mean that damn 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 you know freddie's had that idea and he's probably played that that's written on the piano he's, he'll be down right on the bass notes and thought that that sounds fucking great. When you when Brian plays that, everyone's gonna go, yeah, this is great. We can do something with this. And then they get the chorus, and they're not really sure. They've got one line, you know, I'll come down and see the Lord Jesus. Okay, well, I'm not really sure where to take this. And then where I think it does sort of suffer a bit is in that jam section because it doesn't really fit. It's it's almost like it's one of those sections you get in some songs where it's like we don't know what else to put here, so let's just rock out and fuck around for you know, totally feels a minute. It's you know. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. That that B section, solo section, what do you want to call it? It sounds like an afterthought. It yeah. literally sounds like, hey guys, look, all we got is this down, 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 and the chorus. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Oh, hey yeah. man, fucking fucking check this out. And and then you know they go to the, do that little double time section, which which might be cool. Like maybe if, maybe if they'd have, well, no, that wouldn't have saved it. But I was gonna say maybe if they would have ended it on that double time section and just you know soloed it soloed it out. Uh, uh, but but for my for, but for my dollar, it still wouldn't have saved the song. Truth. No, it wouldn't. And but I think you know, there's a funny thing that when you get to Sheer Heart Attack, you know, the third album, there are one, two, three songs that are under two minutes, and then two songs that are only just over two minutes. I think if you take out that jam section, you make this like you said, if you if you shorten pair down that first, you know, all going down to see the Lord Jesus, you go into that line, the drop, the first yeah. time. And then go through the second verse. You could shorten this down to a minute and forty-five, and it would be sort of an interesting little curiosity. But I think yeah. when you pad this out to three thirty-four, whatever it is, then it just it does it. Just it's like, oh man, it, it's not really getting anywhere. It's there's no there's nothing else there. And for Queen, Queen were really good at you know writing interesting sections. And I think some of the transitions in this two are a little bit like just a wee bit forced. So overall, I mean, it's like you said. I mean, it's just it's not. It's the song, you know, you've said this before, and I always kind of chuckle to myself when you say this. I just don't really like this song very much. It's the song as a whole. There's parts in it that I love, but overall, it's just lacking. It's a bit weak sauce. That's the, that's the term we tend to use, right? It's just, I mean, it's not, and it's by far the weakest song on the first record by a long right. way. For me, I mean, for me at least, I, I don't think too many Queen fans would disagree with that, but yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, that's, and, and there again, that's a, that's a, another pretty good way to, to put it. I mean, what, what there is of a song that's there, I don't really care for it. And I'm not even talking, yeah. I know we always joke about, you know, Jesus and God and we mm-hmm. make all kinds of, it, nothing, I don't even, the lyrics don't even, not even factoring into it. Uh, it's just on its own, I don't know, not interesting enough. Not, but I think not, that, I mean, lyrically, I think it's, it's not bad lyrically, actually, because Freddie, you know, then I saw him in the crowd, a lot of people have gathered around him, so he's not rhyming those yep. first two phrases and it's you know it's so it's it's this third person perspective of this this person like they don't even you know the, 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 the you know the, the point of view of the narrator isn't pro or against this this character it's just describing the character so i, I kind of like it in that sense that it's you know then came a man before his feet he fell unclean said the leper and rang his bell felt the palm of hand touch he said go now go now you're a new man instead i just i think the lyrics are actually really quite good and i think the way that freddie delivers them because there's different amounts of syllables in each line, and I think anyway, he has to do a lot of work to make that fit. Um, but again, you sort of put in lipstick on a pig a little bit, and it just doesn't really add up to more than the sum of its parts. So, agreed, agreed, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> I've got agreed. I like 
<laughs> See, I always think corners, but I know you're doing um the whatever the fucking stupid thing is. Yeah, I am doing whatever the fuck the stupid thing is. Yes. Well, let's have a quick listen, Randy. There is a a delay and layer demo. So basically, Queen Queen's first album was recorded uh, in '72 uh, at Trident. But they did a bunch of demos sessions at Delane Lear, I think it's Lear or Lear Studios in London, and there's a bunch of demos from that those sessions that have sort of been made available in later years. So let's just have a quick listen through them. We won't play all of this in the podcast, but let's maybe just have a quick listen to see because this is five or six. So I'm really curious to see if there are because I don't I haven't heard this version. I'm curious to see how different it is. Yeah, Roger that. Okay, let's play it up. They could have just, should have just ended it there. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we know how this ends now, so we'll, we'll leave it there, Randy. But so we, oh. folks, we just listened to the Delane Leia demo version, and I mean, I'll say straight away, Randy, I, I think it's, I think it's better. I mean, production-wise, maybe not, but arrangement-wise, arrangement-wise, yeah, there's way more definition in that middle section where yeah. it's not just fucking everyone playing as many notes as they can, and it just which, you know, in the original, it feels something. Now, you can see why a producer said, well, is this really song really five minutes? Can we cut it down? You can sort of see why they've done that. But I think the sonics in this one are way more interesting. And like I said, that middle section to me is so much more Sabbathy. It sounds like fucking, I was telling you, like as we were listening, it reminds me of that breakdown in War Pigs, and it's even got some of the same ding, ding. It's got that same drop that, that War Pigs has. So it, I, I, I I just I much prefer this version. I think this version is way better. Yeah, I think it's much better too. Actually, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I just like it better, and, and it's all, all because of that B section. Yeah, uh, and and you know even Freddie's even singing it a little differently too here in this one, and I, and I yeah. might even like it a bit better. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, that's interesting to hear. It's funny yeah. they didn't. Uh, it's funny they didn't maybe stick with this playlist or this 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 uh, you know this version. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure they felt like they were improving it, and we just we know better, right? I mean, because we're obviously <laughs> much much better place to judge Queen oh. than Queen mm. worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But weirdly, I was just looking here, Randy. Yeah, it was very very rarely performed. I've only got on setlist.fm, and please, you know the the hardcore who might know better than this. I've only got three performances. Um, King's College London in on March 10th, 72, uh, Forest Hill Hospital in London um, in on the 24th of March, 72, and then again, the Marquee Club in London on December 20th in 72. So it kind of, it's, it's weird. That's weird to me because this is a song that if you're going to be a, like, you know, a hard rock outfit or you're going to be this type of band, that middle section really showcases your guitarist. So it'd be a great song to play live, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, what other songs they have on that first album that showcases their guitarist? Well, most of them. All of all of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm glad we listened to that because, I, again, I I haven't listened to all the Delay and Layer, and I certainly don't. They're not as imprinted on my brain as the originals. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I've probably heard, it's the same with the Miracle Box set and the News of the World outtakes and those kinds of things. I've heard them, 
maybe two or three times in some cases, but the the, the originals I've been listening to for, well, literally all my life. So those that's what I hear in my head when I'm thinking of Jesus, where, like I said, I think this will probably get, I mean, and I don't dislike this song. I never skip it. Um, I might give this one a few more listens because I really like what Brian's doing in that middle section. And we said coming out of that that section, the the solo section, they come back in that down, down, and it's big and nasty. And it could have been down, down, big snare, you know, symbol grab, done, out. Don't go back into yeah. the verse and the chorus and the outro. Yeah, that's that's what I'd have done. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe truncated that first uh, chorus. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we've sort of, that's what we think, you know, for what the fuck that's worth. But um, we've got to decide how we think the poll's going to go on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This one, again, is a really tough one. And I'm almost tempted to pull a Cardinal and say 50-50, but I'm not going to. I think that there's enough 70s Queen fans who will sort of, who will just tip this, you know, because for me, it really was one of those sort of 45, 46 you know, based on a little bit of sentimentality. So I, I just, I went just dust. So I'm going to go 55 45 is what I'm going to say. 55 45. Yeah. Hmm. Even though I voted it down, I think it's going to come back positive. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, we're so tight. Hey, I hate being so tight like yeah. this. But yeah. Um, I'm going to go 50 50. Fuck it. You're Fuck 50 50. Well, I was thinking yeah. of maybe spreading it out a bit, but I, I think, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to do the 50 50. Yeah. I've, I've got a feeling you're going to be right because I've got a feeling this one is going to come back negative and I'm going to be just bloody wrong. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just can't imagine from what I, my limited knowledge of this, uh, these, these queen nerds, uh, I just can't imagine <laughs> that they're going to like this one. <laughs> well, um, I don't think the, the conversation is flagged, Randy. I don't know if I, you know, I can't remember which one of our listeners really wanted me to ask you a question at the end of the podcast, but I don't think I'm going to. No? I don't think I'm going to. I, I don't know. I think we've... You really feel like we've just done it up and just put a little bow on it? And well, what do you, what do you think? How are you feeling about this episode, Randy? Do you feel good? I feel as good as I feel about any episode we ever do. Does the power of Christ compel you? Yes. Yes? Oh, it does. Yes. Here's a, here's a question for you. How does one yeah. know? How does one know when the power of Christ compels you? What reference point do we have to judge this on, Randy? I think you feel it in deep down in your cockles. <laughs> now, careful. Make sure you put the last uh, syllable on there. I did. <laughs> in your heart yeah, cockles. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I wonder. I wonder because every once in a while, people will all of a sudden just, you know, you know, they have a come to Jesus moment. And and uh, and then I guess they I guess I guess they do. Um, yeah. I'm. I guess I'm still waiting for mine. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I have mine. Oh. I have mine. I, I I was born again. I accepted Jesus into my heart, and I, mm. I and you I kicked was him out or what? Into it. Well, no, I just grew up. Oh. <laughs> you know, I just sort of. You know, you know what it was. You know, you, just the, apply, you applied logic and reason, and <laughs> I un, I unfortunately started reading and learning things. You know, that was that was the downfall. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know. But it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. If you, if you like JC, I'm crack on. I mean, he's not hurting anyone. As long as, long as you aren't hurting anyone, you know, that, yeah. that's that's the main thing. We're, me and Randy, we're okay. The Church of Go Fuck Yourself is a, you know, it's inclusive. You're not exclusive. You, it's an inclusive denomination. Is it all? <laughs> as long as you pay, except the Irish, long... right? No Irish. No, it's just, no it's the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. The Dutch. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, the... as long as you pay, as long as you pay respect. Mm. Respects. 
respect or respects to Res- respect the cardinal, with a K. the cardinal mm-hmm. of the church of go fuck yourself I, I i'm okay i'm okay <laughs> with whatever you want to do uh just let me you know like you know donations and stuff should funnel <laughs> this this way uh and oh one other quick thing beware of false prophets watch those fuckers oh. i'm the only part <laughs> of the church you can fuck yourself <laughs> Uh, we, we need, oh, we, you man. need a website because you're not official until you've got a website. No, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, Randy, you know, in all seriousness, um, go fuck yourself. Oh, well, thanks, thanks, Kev. You oh, it's not yourself as well. Yeah, it's not an insult. This is this how we, you know, okay. You're the cardinal. What, am, am I just a sort of a functionary in the church? What am I? I'm not on ap- an apostate. What? what yeah, you just I believe. Like, what what am I? Am I the kind of a minion that helps and serves, sort of serves the cardinal in the church and go fuck yourself? This is going to be confusing to a lot of people because they're used to the normal hierarchy. But in the church <laughs> and go fuck yourself, like the cardinal is that's the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the poobah. I hate to put I hate to put myself there. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's it's so stupid and ridiculous, but. I'm trying yeah. to think because unfortunately word, that, is, that is that is the way it is. <laughs> there's a word for because I used to be like I said I was a choir boy when I was a kid like and for a little while and I was you know involved in different like I've got been in all sorts of churches but there's a word for the person who sort of looks after the church for the priest or the vicar or the, or whomever and I can't get it out of my head bursa and it's definitely not bursa because that's like a fucking university thing mm-hmm. rector I think it's the rector ah uh, so I want to be the I'm going to apply. Mm-hmm. And I'll do this formally through our email for the yep. position of rector of the church of Go Fuck Yourself. And I will provide my credentials as to why I think I deserve this position. Please. Well, you know what? Send me an email. I'm, um, my door is always open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we, 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 we're boring people to death now, Randy. I think we should probably just wrap this up, mate. Uh, okay. So maybe next, maybe maybe next week we'll do the emergency question. But I think, uh, yeah. I think your instincts are right. I think we really just, I think we just lit people up with our fucking charm, <laughs> our insights. <laughs> oh, oh my lord! Oh. If that if that is the case, I fucking I weep for the state of the world. <laughs> if we've if we've had an, if we've had an end to the culture, that's not a good thing. <laughs> But if we've, if we've made one or two people smile, even briefly, then was it all worth it? Yes, it was. How do you solve a problem like Jesus? Well, I suppose maybe with a little bit of editing, I'll trim that first course down, maybe end at the end of that solo. But you know what? I don't even know that it can be saved. <laughs> saved. <sighs> See what I did there? Uh, if I were going to title this episode, I'd call it... I bet Jesus couldn't drive a stick shift, or possibly Stone Cold Jesus. We genuinely appreciate your engagement, so you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. We'll be back with you next week to chat about this wonderful band. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Give us a kiss, Kevin. Seaside Pod Review. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.